0: Hi, I'm Lisa Eddy, your host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast, where we reveal and explore both modern and ancient beauty secrets so you can radiate your true power and beauty both inside and out. Hello and welcome to another solo episode of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. As promised, I'm sprinkling in these solo episodes amongst the guest episodes as inspired to do so. And these solo episodes vary from me sharing a story or teaching like I'll be doing here today to me answering your personal questions. So please feel free to send me your questions, request a particular topic, or even nominate a guest that you would like for me to interview. You may email me directly at hello at sacredbeautylifestyle.com. That's hello at sacredbeautylifestyle.com. So I often ask my guests at the end of the episode, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? So today I'm flipping the script and I'm asking myself to share with you something that I would tell my 20-year-old self. And this essential message comes through very clearly, and that is that love is eternal. And this is not something we are typically taught. You know, we're not usually taught much about having healthy, loving interactions and relationships, period, including how to break up, how to make up, and all that jazz, right? And so we often discount a relationship that quote unquote didn't work out. And that term actually drives me bonkers when people say, I'm making air quotes right now, oh, I'm sorry that didn't work out. And while it's well intended, It can really discount the interaction and the depth of what has transpired. So I like to respond by saying, oh, thank you, but it worked out exactly as it should have. And I genuinely believe that. I believe that we come together with other people to heal, to grow, to expand and evolve, of course, to have fun and to collect data, perhaps for what we want in a future relationship. And even though relationships are the places where our biggest wounds are created, relationships are also where and how we heal them. Though they seem to be a mystery, which which actually reminds me of a most deaf song where he says, love, it's a dangerous necessity. It's a world famous mystery, love. And it's kind of true, right? We often fear it. We often don't really understand it. We crave it. And it's all those things. And I think we need to understand it more and to value it more. And so if I can shed a little light on what I've learned in my 50 years on this planet, on love, is that love is eternal. The love that you share is eternal. And it's valid. And it's sacred. And it's important. Even if it's just for a hot minute. So regardless of the appearance in the physical world, whether it was a fling that lasted just a couple of weeks or a month, in fact, these can sometimes be just as important or even more impactful than something that lasts a year or more. Time is irrelevant. It's about the exchange we share. It's not about the time. It's about the transformation that can occur, especially when two people or both people in the relationship are open hearted. But even if one is willing to love deeply and take everything as a lesson and an opportunity for growth and healing, it is there. And so it is. I'm raising my hand. Are you feeling that? That's me. I'm that girl that's always like all in, ready to heal and grow and live and love and feel deeply. And yeah, I always say I would much rather have had my heart broken than to never have really loved. And I've been saying that since I was like 20, and that is still my truth. Though maybe I should stop saying that because I have certainly had my heart broken a lot. No, I wouldn't actually change a thing. I've had a beautiful mosaic of pain and ecstasy and joy and triumph and heartbreak and devastation. And you know what? That's fucking living, right? I just don't think we really understand love as human beings. It really is like a great mystery, like most stuff says. And I'd like to shine some light on what I've come to learn. So here are a few things that I'd like to share. The way that we share love may not be the way that you've been taught. I think that we need to revisit and rewrite and renew our beliefs and ideas of what love is and how it works, because it's time. It is time for us to be accessing and sharing love more freely, because God, did Elton John say it right or what? Love, sweet love, is what the world needs now, and he thought we needed it then. We need it now more than ever, here in mid-2022 when I'm recording this episode. That all said, it's not just romantic love that we can share in a moment. I have a few examples of stories I want to share with you where the love that was exchanged has been deeply transformative. I remember this beautiful experience when a complete stranger moved me deeply. Me being a super open-hearted loving being, I do open myself up for deep connection everywhere I go. (laughs) And that can open you up for more heartbreak too, but again, it's so worth the risk. I always say people love to serve. We do love opportunities to serve, but I find so many people afraid to actually ask for help, not wanting to inconvenience anyone, afraid to burden somebody, right? I felt this way too, and I had to retrain myself in a new way because the truth is when we ask for help, it actually allows somebody the gift of the opportunity to share love by being of service. And that is one of our heart's biggest desires as humans beings is to be of service, which is an act of love. So I have learned this, thank goodness, to do this and to ask for help as the gift that it is. So on this particular day, I found myself in a touristy spot in San Francisco where I would never typically go. So I didn't know where I was and I had to ask for help. And this woman just lit up for me. You know how that happens? You just see someone and you're like, that person. I've had so many beautiful experiences like that with strangers, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, on this particular day, this woman lit up. And she could not have been more thrilled to help me. She just welcomed me with open arms. She was such an angel. We ended up bonding and talking and laughing, and we hugged and said goodbye. And I couldn't stop thinking about her after I left. And I realized that in that moment, we shared love. And that's why I want to share this with you, because I think we don't often think of it like that. And that's why I think we need to rewrite the script of how love can be shared and what it looks like. It's so funny, as I'm sharing this message with you, I have this paper <laughs> taped to my desk, and it's this like old wrinkly paper that I actually asked my niece Ashley to give to me. It was like an insert from a friend's wedding and uh, from years ago, but it's so beautiful on love. It's, I believe it's a scripture from the Bible, Corinthians 13, 13- 13. Point four seven dash eight. <laughs> love is patient, love is kind, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So, you really can't go wrong with love. So, there is that. So, here's another impactful story. I remember being very conscious of not wanting to be a burden to a woman because I could sense her resistance. So I was at a sacred Native American community gathering up northeast of San Francisco with a dear friend of mine. We had just had a deeply healing event the night before, and I was complete. I was ready to go home, but he wanted to stay. And I knew there was a woman, a mother actually, so it was a woman and child who'd be heading back to the city or at least passing through San Francisco where I was living at the time. And I was feeling her out trying to, you know... Kind of starting to perhaps suggest, like, oh, would it be possible to get a ride with you? But I completely felt her resistance that she did not want to be bothered. So I didn't, I dropped the conversation. Fast forward a little bit later in the afternoon, I'm talking with my friend Ron, and there was another gentleman friend of his there that they suggest I go home with her. And I tell them that I don't want to be a burden. This guy, we're going to call John because I can't remember his name looked at me and said, you are not a burden, Lisa, you are a blessing. So I think they asked her to drive me home or something because I was kind of like, no, no, no. And the funny thing is I did in fact, turn out to be a blessing for her as well. She was blessing me by giving me a ride home and I was coaching her the entire ride because it's what I do, (laughs) you know, and some personal issues that were up for her. And it was super clear that she needed it. And she was so surprised and deeply grateful that I too was a gift for her. So I received the gift of this sweet, loving, conscious man who calling me a blessing, you know, granted me the opportunity to reevaluate my resistance on asking for help, sometimes when he said, You are not a burden, Lisa, you are a blessing, that was deeply impactful. So I got that gift from him. I got a ride home from her. That was a blessing and gift. And being able to share my love and wisdom with someone in need, sometimes in giving, we receive our biggest gift. So I got three gifts out of that. <laughs> so that was a really impactful moment in time for me. And I think these things can be overlooked or underestimated at how much they can transform us. The third story is I just had this beautiful experience with He Who Shall Not Be Named, my beautiful sexy fling, who was 18 years younger than me. (laughs) Was that too much information? Okay. So the point is, is that it was super impactful. Even though it was also brief, he is someone like me who is super intuitive and empathic and loving and kind and wild and sexy and free. Okay, I'm getting a little bit carried away with that. But I just wanted to explain to you and set the tone that we are very much kindred spirits in that way. So that allows for an even deeper experience when both people are willing and open, right? But the point is that this brief interaction transformed me. He shared a blueprint with me that gave me a new vision of what a partner, of what a man can look and be and feel like for me. And so now this has changed what I'm putting on my list of what I want in a partner from our brief interaction. And just before meeting me, he had an experience with a woman where he had been, which was also very brief because he's traveling the world, a professional dance instructor. He was in another city in the US, had just had this interaction with a woman who then came out here locally to visit him and shared that she loved him and he was shocked. And she said, she loves me. Like, how could she love me? He didn't quite understand because probably of what he's been taught, I think, that she could love him in this brief interaction, you know, even as open hearted as he is. But I think that is part of the way that we define love that is incorrect. I think that he thinks it has to take time and we have to know each other. And this actually reminds me of an India IRE song, I See God in You, where she says, I know you don't know me at all, but if you know yourself, then you know me very well. And it's like that. The more we see and love ourselves and our own divinity, the bigger the capacity we have for love, which can actually happen in a moment. I don't think he's admitting to himself that he felt love for me, but I know that I felt it for him. And I think he felt it for me as well in a human soul to soul. Like, I see you, you're beautiful and fabulous, and I appreciate you, and I'm here for you. In fact, we shared those words, and that is love. But yet he was shocked when someone said, I love you too soon, because he has this idea that would not allow for love to occur in an instant. So he was like, but she can't. And I told him, I disagree. You can share love with a stranger. With a sweet gesture or a smile walking down the street, we share love in our energy. We can absolutely exchange love in a moment, especially when we are connecting physically with someone. I mean, hugging a child is exchanging love, right? Like we know we can love a kid in a moment. Why don't we think we can love an adult in a moment? Why do we shut ourselves off from that part? It's like we think we're not supposed to feel that way with somebody unless we're in a romantic, committed relationship and that we've taken the time to get to know them. But it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. I call bullshit. And this love, no matter how brief, has the capacity to greatly shift us all. Oh, and while we're here, I think there's something else that we need to shine the light on that is diminishing this like when it doesn't last or quote unquote work, Like I was starting to say earlier, oh, it just wasn't right for you or he's not the one or she's not the one. Forget about him or her rather than being taught to comb through the experience for the nuggets and the gifts that they did indeed provide as evidence of being closer to what we want, using it as a jumping off point and basking in joy and saying, thank you universe. I'm getting closer and closer to what I want. I'm sending this fish back and I'd like to edit my order and please add someone who blah 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 fill in the blanks. So love has many different forms and shapes and sizes and can be deeply transformative if we for allow for it to be so. And a reminder, because the way we serve anybody is a reflection of how we truly love and serve ourselves. So when we can really practice self-love, which is probably another episode. That allows us to give and receive love more freely and to be available for the miracles of love any given moment on any given day, any given Sunday. Truly though, really the key is self love. I think this is a deeper experience in teaching. I just want to open up to the idea that we can experience deep transformative love with somebody we just met, whether it be in a romantic sense or a platonic sense, whether it be a moment, a week or two, let yourself feel and be transformed by love sans limitation. The more willing you are to go deep with yourself, the bigger capacity you have to give and receive love. Remember, if you want to be a part of creating content here on these solo episodes, email me directly at hello at sacredbeautylifestyle.com with your questions, request a particular topic or nominate a guest. I hope this episode has inspired you and brought you joy today and that it will help serve as a reminder for you to open yourself up to give and receive love more freely and therefore transform yourself and this planet. I'm Lisa Eddy, your host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. I hope this episode brought you insights and inspiration to help you radiate and shine with confidence. Remember to subscribe so you receive new episodes hot off the press right when they are released. And follow me on Instagram for more juicy tips at I am Lisa Eddy. Also, for those of you who are really ready to take it deeper and want to get in on some more of my secrets, you're going to want to download this tip sheet I have for you, the seven secrets to radiant skin. You'll find the link in my Instagram bio again at I am Lisa Eddy. This tip sheet is a guide for you. And when you start to use the seven secrets to radiant skin, you will be well on your way to being truly confident and shining through your skin. And that is my mission to reach and empower millions of women across the globe waking them up to the sacred beauty lifestyle, owning their true power and beauty inside and out. So make sure you download that tip sheet for my bio on Instagram and join me on this journey. So you too can get on out there and shine. The world needs your light.